0: Rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I am your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I am your other co-host,
1: Desiree Gonzalez.
0: And we want to thank you for joining us today on this episode. Hey, you know, one of the things, if you know anything about me, is I love going to the movies. <laughs> like, I'm the type of person, I'm not afraid to go watch a movie by myself. I know some people <laughs> have a hard time with that, but I love going to the movies. And it's because I love
1: the power of a story. And by the way, he will never be late to a movie. He would rather not go <laughs> than be late.
0: Why? Some because
1: one. you can't miss the previews.
0: Yes, I, I. There's just something about. I love going to the previews. I love watching the previews because I love the expectancy and the synopsis of the of the excitement that builds up about movies coming out. And but uh, it's interesting nowadays because nowadays they have almost like it seems like an hour, like the movies like four hours, three hours a movie and a whole hour of previews before the movie See, even starts. I'm
1: good. I'm good. I I, I could do without. I'm like I could go drink some coffee and chill for an hour and oh, then I'll meet Jen there.
0: I love going <laughs> to the movies. And I we just, like I said, both me and Des, we really love the power of hearing about people's journey and story and their testimony. You know, there's just something about the power of listening to someone's story journey uh, that builds a connection like no other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things that we hope to do. On this uh, podcast is not only give you guys uh, a backstage pass into our journey, into our story, into our testimony, but also we want to interview people, uh, some of our friends, where you would be able to just hear the power of their life story. And you know, if you think about it, we uh, we are Christians, we are believers uh, because of the power of a life story of a man named Jesus Christ that. We Was written about that profoundly made an impact on our lives. And so we know that there's something about the power of a testimony, the power of you sharing uh, your life journey. And uh, on this episode, you know, I I wanted to have a chance to interview my wife, Des, uh, because I just, I love. Uh, her 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 life story. I love her journey. And you know, uh, when I mean life story, kind of give you some insight into that. It's more than just the narrative of your life. We're talking about the events, the past events that kind of help shape who you are now. Here's the thing about. Here's the the most powerful thing about a relationship with Christ is that uh, the normal Christian life is is focused on present future. Before we, before we meet Christ, many times our lives are more past present. And we live, we live from the past into the present when the Christian life is about living in the present to the future. And so, but part of this is that when we meet Christ, we get an upgrade in our perspective where we get to reinterpret events that happen in our life that had such a deep impact that we get a reinterpretation of them.
1: That's, I love that language so much because I feel like a lot of, actually a lot of my adult life has been discovering how to do that, and I'm I'm so passionate about this topic because I, you know, like Matt was saying, like life experiences—they're oftentimes the lens in which we view life, right? So that could be a positive thing, or it could be a negative thing. But even in the negative experiences that we have, uh, you know, had in our life, we get to through the power of Jesus, reinterpret even the negative situations to see them in a different light, to see them in a different perspective and so use good. them for our benefit, really, and, and benefit for others that, you know, whoever comes in contact with us that we get to release our breakthrough into other people's lives.
0: And I was just thinking about this too. The power of your life story is what helps create legacy. One of the things that me and Des like to do, we like to switch off taking one of our kids with us when we go minister, because we want this. We don't see ministry as a a separate thing. We see it as a family thing that we get to do together. Absolutely. And so uh, I was uh, just recently teaching at a school of ministry and my daughter, uh, Hayden, came and I was sharing a testimony about how when we saw a a gal, I had prophesied over a girl in Romania that she was going to have a child. Well, we found out through interpreter that she was born with one ovary. And so the power of this testimony is that uh, we found out from a doctor that you can have a child with one ovary, but it has to be a certain ovary. Well, she had the ovary that uh, was not the one that helps give birth to a child. That's what I understood from a doctor. And so we prayed for her and the testimony was that not only did she uh, get healed of all the pain, she went back to the doctor. She found out that the she was missing was recreated in her body when yeah. she was out in the power of god she was out for so hours good. she had the division with god and she felt like a fire and a shaking in her body. Well, when she got up, she told me this encounter, told me and does this encounter. Well, she goes to the doctors weeks later, not only finds out that she has a new ovary, but weeks after that, she gets pregnant and now they have four kids. <laughs> and so it. I'm sharing this testimony and we're driving home. And my daughter Hayden's like, I didn't know that. And so I started to take her on this <laughs> yeah, life journey, this life story, this testimony. And she just got so excited. And that's really the power of the testimony. That's, I don't I think we talk about it enough, Des, that mm-hmm. that testimony in our life story is a big part of legacy. And we have to be able to share this. And so uh, I'm excited about recording this episode because I believe this episode is not just going to impact you, but I believe this episode, our children's children are going to be able to listen to this and be able to uh, get some feedback of just who their great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents were. Wow, that- and so, I mean, me and Dez's life are so different. Uh, I didn't grow up in church. Uh, I didn't come to know Jesus till I was about 16, 17. Dez had an encounter with the Lord, uh, basically grew up in church, and uh, she'll tell you a little bit of her. Story, but she got she came to make a decision for Christ around seven years old. So I mean that's just a difference right there. But babe, I want to talk to you, I want to do a little interview. So Let's I know your that. I know your story. I, and I love I just love, you know, if there's one word I could uh describe as Des, it's warrior. And just she has this this like tenacity, that. this warrior not to back down, but to keep fighting even in the midst. If there's one thing I would say I could brag about my wife, is that I've seen her take a stand even when those who are with her were against her. And when she knows something's true, she will stand and stand and stand. And uh, it's through even her perseverance that she's won over some even her critics, but even people over the years that say, you know what? I was wrong. And when I saw you stand, it really helped me in my faith. And so. Why don't you share with those, Des, those who are either hearing us for the first time or finding out about us, or those who maybe we've had some sort of a relationship with but don't really know our our story, our life story, our testimony. Uh, How did it begin for you? How, How did your relationship with Christ begin? And what were some of the highlights of your upbringing?
1: Yeah, so you know, you mentioned the word legacy, and we were literally just having a conversation about this. And and one fun thing, just as little side note, we we just got done doing dream boards. It, I had this idea last last week, and you know, I've wanted to do one for a long time, but I'm like, no, let's do this a f- a, as a family. Event. Yeah, when you so, do that,
0: when, that needs to be an episode.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. I'm actually going to do a blog on it, so stay tuned for that. But I just wanted to st- state that because we this is so fresh on my mind of of dreaming with. God. And, and we're actually um, had our kids do it. And we're going to do a family dream board together and kind of combine all of the things that we're passionate about that are common between all of us. And it's, it's just really fun thing to do. And after doing that, I'm realizing and I'm just kind of even as I'm talking, seeing this dream board. and And the number one thing I think is the most passion in my heart, if I could sum up into one word, what is my greatest passion? And I would say it's legacy. I really would say it's legacy. And I feel like the reason is, of course, I I feel like because everything Christ has done for us, but I feel like it's because of the heritage that I have. And, um, you know, on my mom's side, I have a, a long line of ministers and Christian heritage on my mom's side. My grandfather was a pastor, and, you know, some of my uncles were pastors, and so I I always had that heritage and I always honored that and then on my dad's side um uh, you know, my grandfather was an entrepreneur, my dad as well, and so I have this business side and I have this ministry side, and I feel like those are kind of the, the two things I'm most passionate about. It, you know, is is business and and serving God and seeing people transformed. And so, um, you know, that's where I feel like we're just so passionate about it, even now with our kids and our you know generations to come is yep. is just giving everything we have away and and just investing in them. And so. You know, of course, like we kind of started out this episode with with talking about um, the things that we experience in life kind of become our lens, right? They become our lens and how we see things. And so, you know... I had these awesome family lines, and I'm just blessed in that way. And like Matt said, I grew up in a Christian home, and I um, I remember saying, you know, the salvation prayer when I was about seven, and so I came to know Jesus at a young age, and so I've always had this, um, this heart for God. Who led you in that prayer? Yeah, don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we'll probably talk about this man more on our podcast, but... Um a man by the name of Donnie Moore led me through the the salvation prayer and he since has gone on to be with the Lord and um he just meant so much to both of our families and I feel like that is definitely another person that I would attribute to to where I'm at now. Yeah,
0: and this is where it ties in us too, because I actually came to know Jesus, my whole family under the same man.
1: So he's just very near and dear to our heart. So yeah, so I, I came to know the Lord at a young age, but of course, there's things that happen in life, right? You know, n- nothing's perfect, and we we go through life and we experience things. And it was around the age of five, I believe, where everything really shifted and changed for me as a child. Uh, you know, we had a good family home. My dad and my grandfather had, they'd moved down to California from Washington state, um, to start up this business that my grandfather's just a genius and created this mold for these plastic tanks and, um, they're storage tanks. So a lot of farmers use them. You'll see them like in fields where, you know, they have crops and the storage tanks for chemicals and whatnot, and they don't erode like normal plastic does. So they had, um, They, uh, came down to California where the business could flourish. So they came and moved down here and, you know, he was my father, uh, Traveled a lot to get this business off the ground. And so my mom would be the one basically taking care of the kids a lot of times because of that. I, I believe I was in kindergarten and she was diagnosed. Well, first she just got really sick and she didn't know what it was. And so they did a lot of testing and couldn't figure it out for a while. And she actually had, um, had to have a hysterectomy. And then she was diagnosed with lupus when I was about five. And so anyone who knows this disease is autoimmune disease. And it's, um, it's very, debilitating you know there's no cure it's um it's a chronic disease so there's you know it it, it affects a lot of your of your life because it makes you extremely fatigued and tired and so it went from living life having a good childhood and everything's good and this disease kind of wiped my mom out and and it was really devastating and at, of course as a child when you're only 5 years old you don't you don't get it you don't you don't understand what's going on all you know is that your whole world changed you know and so it just became something that through the years had a, a big impact on me um well yeah i know, I know where you to go
0: with that well I know you've told me stories of like one day you know your mom's showing up to pick you up and the next time like you're walking home now all the, all by yourself and just because uh your mom wasn't able to come and and do that because well, she was
1: sick yeah and the thing is is like i said there's there's so much fatigue and she was just so so tired she would sleep all the time and so um, there was actually many days where she would would just not wake up from a nap and and she would forget to pick me up from school and you know at the time I I was like terrified you know i was only like probably six years old or something and so i'd be like lost one there you know and i'm like where is she and so we lived off a busy road so maybe maybe like two miles down the road but as a little kid it was it wasn't very safe to (laughs) to walk that road by yourself so you know just just instances like that where it leaves a mark on you you know and and you just um well i I mean think about it though those are we've we've since found
0: out that the age that that happened are the most informative years of development within a young child's life. So this had a really deep impact on you growing up. And part of that, I know you shared. And so, so I, I would ask you this. Um, how did that begin to form? who you were at a young age like what do you feel like uh, did you have to become more dependent kind of what what are some of the things that you experienced at a young age uh, because yeah, of this I
1: mean I would definitely say that I had to um grow up maybe faster than some I you know had to take on some of the the responsibilities that maybe a mom would have in you know and I'm just I want to be careful how I share you know and we want to be totally vulnerable and open book on on this podcast and I have no problem doing that but I do not want to dishonor my mom in any way shape or yeah. form you know and so I just I want to be careful how I share it because ultimately it was never her intention to cause me to go through this yeah. or cause me to feel this this way and so i just really want to preface that even maybe just even to encourage you guys you know like telling your story is okay like it's okay to tell your version even if you know it's not in our heart to dishonor anyone who caused pain in our life and ultimately most of the time it wasn't their intention to do so right and so this circumstance it was just unfortunate right this disease was unfortunate it was just hard on all, on all of us, the whole family. It was just hard. And to this day, it's still hard. And so, um, but what it caused me to do was really become independent. It really caused me to not know how to process my feelings. It caused me to feel isolated and, um, really not be in touch with my emotions, Mm -hmm. I would say, because I had really didn't have anyone to do that with or to teach me how. And so um, I just had to figure things out on my own. It was like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. Whether it was I needed help with homework or I needed, you know, go make myself a sandwich or what I just had to go do it, just get it done. And so, you know, in some ways that caused me to mature and it caused me to have a good work ethic. So there's not all negatives that came out of that. But at the same time, it left a mark on me emotionally. So growing up, I really didn't know how to process my emotions. And really that that was well into adulthood. And I want to share maybe more about that later.
0: Part of what I'm hearing is that you had to take on more responsibility than most young girls your age would have to take on.
1: I would say so. I hate to to compare, but I would say so because I I did have to, um, you know, again, my dad, he was an amazing, he still is, amazing father, and he was there for us in so many different ways, but he was building a company, you know, a big company, and so I always knew that and I never held it against him that he, you know, he had to travel a lot, but at the same time, in saying that, you know, we just had to step up and, and do things and and take on responsibility that maybe would have been the parents' responsibility, but, you know, we had to take that up.
0: And so there is also things that you did get to experience because if there, if you get to experience something, there's some things you don't get to experience as a little child. For those who may be listening who have some of that same story. Uh, what would be some advice for them now where you're at? Because ultimately, you said, you know, there were some things that you had to grow up without that were missing even emotionally. What helped you kind of get that breakthrough where you were able to experience those things and kind of become whole?
1: You know, a lot of times I don't think we realize the root of a wound until we're in the place where it looks and feels the same as it did where it started. Wow. And that is exactly what happened for me. You know, there was these deep these deep wounds there, you know, childhood wounds and all of us have them, you know, some kind of wound in our life. And I really did not realize the root of these wounds until way later in life. And it first started, you know, after getting married. And we always like to say marriage causes you to realize how selfish you are and then having kids causes you to even more realize how selfish you are (laughs) right and so as far as the emotional side of things i did not realize how disconnected i was from being able to process my emotions until i got married and you know this is a whole nother topic that we could share on another podcast about how it affected our marriage but really we did not know how to connect i mean i think on both both of our ends but yeah. for me you know anything anytime something would come up i would just go into shutdown mode and i'd be like cool i'm I'm gonna go deal with this on my own you know we just did not know how to communicate t- with each other and and talk things out
0: we said early in our marriage we we felt more like roommates and spirit mates yeah that we were just living together and, and that's something we'll talk about but part of that for your end was because of this part of it on my was something else, which we'll talk about in upcoming episodes. But you had a hard time connecting. So those who are listening, who have a very similar story or or testimony, what was the breakthrough for you?
1: You know. I'm going to speak for a second just to a mother, the mother wound, um, anything that you, you know, we're built as, as children to be able to need certain things from our mom and certain things from our dad. It's just, it's a built in need. And so whether it's affection or comfort or caring for us or just meeting our basic needs or, you know, combing our hair in the morning or picking out help, picking out our clothes or, you know, just our basic needs when we're, that were a young child, you know, if they're not met, whatever that could be, you know, and it could go even deeper into abusive situations. And so there's a wide range of a spectrum there. But for me, just ha- not having some of those basic emotional needs met, I knew partly after I got married, man, I'm not in touch with my emotions. I got <laughs> to get healed of some things. But it really wasn't until I started having kids where I really realized the root and was able to get additional healing in that. And what had happened was um, I was pregnant with our last child and I was taking our oldest daughter to school. And she, um, she was just starting school. I think it was the first week of school or something and I went to go drop her off and she she was in kindergarten and I got in the car, shut the door and I just broke down, like bawling my eyes out, like hysterically crying. I honestly didn't even know why. I was just asking the lord like what is wrong with me what's going on why am i freaking out what is this and you know i was pregnant at the time so i was like i know i'm emotional and hormonal but th- there what is this you know and and the lord spoke to me and it was it dawned on me that that was the exact age that I was when my mom got sick and my whole world turned around is when how old my daughter was. And wow. I felt like I felt like it was opportunity. It was it was the Lord was bringing something up and bringing it into the light so that it was almost like he was saying, OK, daughter, now it's time. I Let's let's walk through this. Got Uh-oh. this. And that's. Honestly, th- from that point, through the rest of my pregnancy, I just went through this healing time with the Lord and how He was gently just bringing up situations that I could walk through and just receive healing and just see Him in the middle of every single situation, that He was there in every single situation. And what it, because it, it what it had done was it was... I was, this wound was causing me to beat myself up all the time about how I mothered so bad. And that's what it'll do. It'll try to bring shame. If it's an um, unresolved issue or wound in our life, it'll, it'll cause you, it'll cause shame to mask the root and highlight the issue. And so you feel like you can never get free. You feel like you, you're you in this cycle where you're like, I'm never good enough. I'm always doing things wrong. I, and And the truth of the matter was, I didn't know how to mother. I didn't know how. Like, and it was from that point on where I realized, man, I need you, Holy Spirit, as the mother voice, as the mother in my life to teach me how to do this, because I felt like a failure most days. And this was, again, when my oldest daughter was um, in kindergarten, and I was we had our twins that were, I believe, three at the time, and then our um, son was about to be born. And so this was... Um, just a really crucial time in my life and of course i'm always walking out out there we're always in process right and so there's always more layers of healing in that but i feel like and I, i told someone this recently was a lot of times you know we have a saying like if you're if you're hurt in the context of a relationship you're also healed in the context of a relationship so good but it's also not always the same relationship you're healed in. And most likely it's not going to be the same relationship. And what I mean by that is a lot of the wounds that I had that were mother wounds, God has used me being a mother and me learning to be a mother to heal those wounds in my life. And so it's almost like as I give to my children, the things that I need are given back to me in return. It's wow. this, it's a, this beautiful thing. It's it's beautiful.
0: Well, it's so interesting because I, I never kind of noticed this until we're on this podcast you're sharing. It's almost like tr- the thing that was taken from you because of sickness, the, your mom being, being able to be there for you, which it wasn't her fault, was the same accusation that the enemy tr- weapon tried, the enemy tried to use against you. That I mean, that's I've never seen it that way. It was like something was missing, but not only was it missing, now I'm going to turn this around. And make this actually one of the biggest voices that you're going to hear that I'm going to use a weapon against you and try to condemn you that you're not this. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was interesting. But one of the most powerful things that, that, I mean, it's still rocking because I remember the day you told me about that encounter. It was just, it was almost like, because uh, we talk about this, we taught this in our school that God is the Father. The Father, God, usually helps to heal. Having a relationship with God, the Father helps heal the Father wound. But having a connection with the Holy Spirit, really, because the Holy Spirit's a nurturing spirit, kind of helps heal that mother wound. Yeah, absolutely. And so you were wooed in into Mm -hmm. an encounter, happened around the same age, Mm -hmm. and the uh, Holy Spirit just began to soothe your heart and actually empower you and to, to, to be healed.
1: Yes. Yeah. So...
0: What would be advice you would give to those who, especially those moms, who maybe grew up without a mom or situations have happened and, you know, they're also looking and they know, they know that there's some, some woundedness, uh, there's a mother wound. What is the advice you can give them? Ultimate, you had a God encounter. Was that something you prayed for? Was it, you know, how did that come about? And what would be an advice you would give them to help them uh, get breakthrough in their life?
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely prayed for it. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question because this was something that I had struggled with for many years, um, you know, in my adult Life up till that point, it was something that I was well aware of, um, and and it was one of those things. And I feel like that's why it was used against me was that I knew I had these issues, you know, quote unquote, um, but I I didn't know how to overcome them, and so. My first, I feel like if I were to give steps, um, you know, there's not a formula to anything, but if I were to give steps, the first thing I definitely had to do was to forgive. That is absolutely the number one thing that that you need to do to so be good. able to release your heart to even begin to start that process. You have to make it about you and the Lord and that this is about us now this is about me and you lord this is about us this is about my freedom this is about my my next the next generation i cannot give what i don't have Mm. or i I do i cannot impart what i don't realize i have and so i literally wasn't able to do that because i couldn't see it i couldn't see it and so once i released you know, my mom in that capacity, I feel like it, it definitely helped, but things would still come up. And I think the thing that I had to do was to, I mean, this sounds kind of simple, but it was stop putting pressure on myself to get it all together right so good. right then and there and to have it all together all at once, like literally lift that burden off yourself right now because it's not going to happen. It's not. And it's not supposed to. Don't bring it up if the Holy Spirit's not bringing it up. Mm. Like, let the Lord and the Holy Spirit bring things up when it's the right time. You know, we can go searching for all the stuff that we need to be healed of. Yeah, you can try to do that, but you're probably going to be really discouraged and, and frustrated because we could always find things, right? But Just realize, I'm talking to a mom right now, just realize you were created for this. You've got this. You've got someone to do it with. Like, you're not alone. And that's really, once I got the revelation that I don't have to figure this all out, but I know the one that is the best mother and the best father and the best friend. And and the Holy Spirit, if you would allow can teach you how to overcome all of the wounds from the past and how to mother your children the way you were designed to mother them.
0: So good, because actually, you know, John sixteen eight is actually a foundational scripture of when the, it says the Holy Spirit convicts of righteousness. Hmm. And I feel like that was really one of the things that happened is that for you to be able to receive the full revelation of the righteousness righteousness also means to make things right is that at the right time the holy spirit convicts us of the things he wants to deal uh, with us in our lives. And
1: also, I feel like I feel like apart from the Holy Spirit, we cannot make the wrong things right without him. That's so good. And I feel like that's what the Lord was really trying to do was like, "Hey, daughter, like this area right here, it's not right. It's not right right now. But let's make it right. Let's let, I'm going to help you through this." So good. And it and that's really where the journey started um in being able to make wrong things right, you know? Mm in mothering it specifically.
0: So good. Wow, wow. Well, there's so much more to talk about. I know we're going to continue this conversation.
1: i got a lot more to talk about on mothering, but we will (laughs) save it for another time.
0: But even your journey, I know there's more to your story, more to your life journey that we want to begin to open up. This was just skimming the surface, but it was such a powerful conversation that this is actually why we do this podcast. We want to be able to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. And so this was just really, really good. Thank you guys for tuning in today on the Matt and Des Experience. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm Desiree Gonzalez. And until next time, we are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your
1: podcast.